Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generation, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox, and I am here with my co-host, Terry Sayre, and we are talking step number four, which is compassion. We're excited to start this and introduce this step to you this month, and compassion is such an important step. We're excited to get talking about it and the steps that can help you to... uh, Embrace it more in your lives and show it to yourself and others more uh, genuinely. Uh, so let's get started. Terry, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you. So are you excited about talking about compassion? Well, I, w- I don't know if excitement is the word, but I'm certainly very happy to talk about compassion. It is my essential nature. Yes, Um, which is something that you have shared with our listeners quite a bit and your personal understanding of embracing compassion to yourself and how that can completely change your life. That is true. Why don't you share with us the tools that have supported you in accessing compassion for yourself? I think that it's important that people kind of think about what compassion means. I think it's a word that might have multiple meanings to people. So uh, why don't you tell me what you think compassion is? How would you define compassion? For me, compassion is not jumping to it's my fault or I did something wrong or, um, you know, just taking it all on myself and not letting anyone else have that, that responsibility. Like if something bad happens, it's all on me. It's not on anyone else. Um, so compassion would be, me not doing that, <laughs> me um, <laughs> letting letting uh, others own their piece of of the situation, owning mine, giving myself um, giving myself credit for my intent um, and the choices that I made with the information that I had before me. Um, and kind of seeing myself as trying to do my best, and maybe it didn't turn out right or the way that we wanted it to, but I did my best. And so beating myself up a lot less and, uh, you know, eliminating that really negative self-talk. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way of looking at, the result of having compassion for for yourself and understanding the importance of I think a part a big part of compassion is also surrendering 
And I know that's a step that we come to later in our 12 steps. But those of you that have been with us for a while, uh, we've been through that step before. And it's, it's, to me, it's just kind of like surrendering to what is and to surrendering to having um, an attitude of not not being judgmental, but being open and to me, that's what compassion is. And so for me, I grew up, uh, I don't know exactly when I took on the feeling that unless I was perfect, I wasn't good enough. And so I was always striving to be the straight A student, to, uh, you know, be in the best organizations, to have uh, a parents that was perfection and I just became a perfectionist, which to me is the opposite of having compassion for yourself. It's holding yourself to an, an impossible standard. And then when you fall short of that impossible standard, you um, you just poke holes in your, in your confidence. And you. we have a, a demonstration that we do in one of our workshops where we take a, cup, a styrofoam cup full of water and we start poking holes in it with a toothpick to say, when we say things to ourselves like, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, and start poking holes, and, all, and then all the water just, you know, drains out of the cup. And I think that's what being critical of oneself, which to me would be the opposite of having compassion for oneself, does uh, to you. It drains you of all of your positive energy. It drains you of your self-confidence. It drains you of your self-love. And when you have none of those in your cup, when your cup is empty, then you really can't authentically give compassion to anyone else. And people will say things like, well, I can be really compassionate with other people, but I can't have compassion for myself. And I, I think at that point they're fooling themselves because in order to have compassion for someone else, you have to have compassion for yourself in order to be authentic. Because you're otherwise you're doing it out of duty, um, out of uh, feeling like you have to, out of others' expectations or expectations of yourself, rather than from a place of authentic love and compassion. So, to me, it was life changing when I recognized the the need to, and I don't, I think it's a need that we all have to have compassion for ourselves and to love ourselves. Um, If you are of a a spiritual nature and you believe in a higher being that's, and for me it's God and and the first two great commandments are to love God and then to love thy neighbor as thyself. And if we're going to love someone else, we need to love ourselves. And when I, that really became a reality to me. It was the breakthrough that I needed in order to um, surrender and let, let it be. And to love myself in spite of whatever happened, to know that I was enough and that I was doing my very best. And I was doing it with compassion. I was doing it with honesty. And I was taking personal responsibility for my own actions. And then I'm able to to also then authentically give others love and compassion or empathy, whatever your um, adjective is or synonym that you use for compassion. It starts with yourself, and I I know that because I've lived it, I've learned it, and it's now internalized, and 
when I can surrender to that reality that loving myself is how I can authentically love others, then compassion has become much more my way of thinking. And I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And I'm, you know, it's always going to be something that I, that I might struggle with a bit, but it's getting easier and easier as, as I practice compassion, compassion for myself and then authentic love and compassion for others. So compassion uh, for me in the world of fearless living, we have an essential nature and that's our true selves, the way our soul intended to be here. And mine is compassion. And it was the one thing I denied myself the most. So through my coaching and fearless living and being coached, I learned that that was, that was the key that unlocked the door to me being able to be authentic and to truly love others because I loved myself. So that, uh, changed my life and changed the life of my family because it changed me <laughs> and they'll be the first so one to tell you that <laughs> yeah yeah it's so true when we when we can do these things for ourselves and we can change our own lives it will it's like a pebble in the water it has the rippling effect and it's going to change um not only yourself but generations um and, you know, anyone that you come in contact with are going to be affected by that ripple. Mm-hmm. I love that you talked about surrender. I think that surrender is a step, but it also is a tool. And we like to share tools with you. And I think surrender is probably going to mean different things to, to different people, just like compassion can. And so I'd really encourage you to... Think of these words. As Terry suggested, think of compassion. What does compassion mean to you? What does it look like when you give yourself compassion, when you give someone else compassion? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? And also ask yourself about surrender. Um, Because when I first thought of surrender, I thought of giving up, you know, raising the white flag, saying, okay, whatever you want. That's what I thought of as surrender. And since I've been involved in fearless living, I see it in a much more different way. And that it's it's surrendering, but it's not giving up. It's surrendering to your process. It's surrendering to your nature, surrendering to the trueness of who you are. And it just takes, it takes, this huge weight off of my shoulders to know that I don't have to be a certain way. I don't have to have all these expectations. I don't have to look a certain way or act a certain way. I can show up as myself and surrender everything else. And it's like giving yourself permission to just be. You don't have to do. You can just be. And that was a huge thing for me. And it it allowed me to have compassion for myself. A big tool that I have used um, to see compassion for myself, to feel compassion, to give myself compassion, is seeing my innocence. And that is a huge tool to support you in gaining compassion for yourself and also others. Um, To see one's innocence, to see that, As I said before, I am 
trying my best. I'm doing the best I can with what I have in front of me, that I am not purposely trying to hurt anyone or myself, that I am just putting one foot in front of the other, and sometimes I do it without even knowing if there is a space for that step. But my my job is just to have faith, uh, to walk forward, to keep moving, and to kind of give myself a little bit of slack um, because nobody does it right the first time. And this life is all about practicing, all about learning more each time that we attempt something, and that's going to be what it is the entire time. We're not going to get to the point where we do something perfectly, as Terry was saying. We're, that's not something we're going to obtain. We're going to get better, and that's what we're that's what we're practicing. We're practicing so that we can we can expand our comfort zones. We can deepen our compassion. We can see innocence more clearly. We can do these things better with practice. And innocence is one of those things that I've really accessed in my process of having compassion for myself and having compassion for others. And one one area that it's really visible for me with others is while I'm driving. Um, because instead of just going, oh, this person such an idiot, where did they learn how to drive, blah, 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 all those kind of things that you might say, um, you know, I try to give people the benefit of, benefit of the doubt and, uh, and see their innocence and not assume ill intent, but that they are just trying to do the best they can, just like I am. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really made a difference in my capacity to be non-judgmental because we, I mean, there's a lot of different sayings that, uh, you know, been around forever, like, you know, don't criticize someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes and, you know, just uh, trying to see things through other people's eyes. And I think if we can recognize that every one of us, every human, just the, the state of humanity, we're trying to get our needs met. And we all have the same basic needs for shelter, for safety, for food, for love, and connection. And some of us have learned through our process and through our circumstances and environment to do that more appropriately than others. And yet those whose behavior is um, not as appropriate are still trying to get their needs met. They just don't have the tools or the knowledge to do it appropriately. And so it's, it's uh, very helpful to, in the whole process of forgiveness, which I think is a part of compassion, being able to forgive oneself and to forgive others, is to recognize that people are just trying to get their needs met. And they may have hurt you in some way, emotionally, physically, socially, spiritually, but um, yes, that wasn't may or may not have been their intention, but they were trying to get their needs met. 
And so by seeing their innocence, it doesn't mean you're putting yourself in that position where you can get hurt again. It means that you can forgive them and keep them out of your life instead of holding, um, you know, holding ill feelings toward them because of their behavior. And that's worked for me, particularly in instances where I, I wanted to forgive someone, but I was having a hard time doing that. I was willing to be willing to forgive. But once I really said to myself, that person, based upon their experiences from the time they were born uh, to the point where, where I was involved and, and it was something that hurt me in some way, really probably had nothing to do with me. It was the person trying to get their needs met and they were doing the best that they could. I'm not going to associate with that person, but I can forgive that person and I can go on and not bear ill feelings towards that person. And I think that's a part of compassion is being able to forgive and move on, you know, not trying to uh, heal the relationship but forgive and heal your own heart by being able to forgive. So that too is a part of compassion that, uh, that I've worked on that I realize it's, it's difficult for some people uh, based upon the hurt that's, that's been involved. But I think it's, it's possible once you practice seeing other people innocence in that they're trying to get their needs met and we don't understand how they got to where they are or why they behave the way they do based upon all the things we don't know that they've experienced and just having that compassion for them and being able to say, I forgive you. I'm not going to have a relationship with you and I'm moving on in my life, but I forgive you and then move on Mm -hmm. and not even having to tell them, just do it, you know, forgive them and then move on. Mm -hmm. So, Anyway, that's another part of compassion, I believe, is forgiveness. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think when because forgiveness, you kind of uh, touched on it. When we when we don't let go, forgiveness is for us. It's not for the other person. And I think that a lot of people can be can be not cannot see it that way. They think, oh well, I'm not gonna forgive them because what they did was not okay and forgiving someone isn't saying that what they did is okay now forgiveness is letting go of that that power that they have over you you're you're forgiving them for whatever it is that they did and you're saying you know, you're you're releasing it from you. You're releasing that and and taking your power back. And I had a I had someone uh, deeply uh, hurt me about five years ago, and this this hurt just like consumed me all the time. I couldn't think about anything else, and I knew I had to get to the point where I could I could wish them well. And you know, like they're no longer going to be in my life ever again. But I wished them well. Um 
And I think that that was my process. Being able to get to that process was me forgiving them, not saying what they did was okay, not saying that I would ever let them back in my life, but I released that hold that they had on me by not forgiving um, because I no, I no longer wanted them to be affecting me on a daily basis. So I was able to release that and have more compassion for myself that I, that I got in that situation. And I think that was another process of it. And I think I had to, that, that those were all steps in getting to the place of compassion, forgiving myself for being in the situation and forgiving them for being a part of the situation, owning my part in it, letting go of the responsibility, the, the, their, their part, you know, taking mine, leaving theirs and saying, okay, this happened. These are the lessons learned. We're not going to put ourselves in that situation again. We know we now know better, and we learned a lot of skills, and we're going to go forward and continue living, continue uh, stepping forward, and that had to happen before I could have compassion for myself. And then once I was able to have compassion for myself, it was then easier for me to release even more of this other person because I could then have compassion for them. Yeah, great example. Yeah. It's a process. It's a process. And and I think that, you know, the things we've talked about so far, as far as as the steps, you know, an awareness and a willingness, a connection with with our spirit, a connection with understanding, and a connection with compassion allows us to then uh, really take that step into forgiveness and and uh, be able to release that and heal our heart and allow the other person to just, you know, not be affecting our lives. Now, sometimes we can just eliminate the person from our lives, and sometimes we can't. It depends on the situation. But we can uh, set boundaries and we can definitely uh, be in control of, of how much we're going to interact with that person and connect with that person. That's how we can keep ourselves safe, you know, emotionally safe or physically safe, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, just say that, you know, be able to set boundaries so that we, we aren't yeah. in that position ever again. Yeah, and I think Rhonda talks about um, – squeezing every last ounce of juice out of a lemon. And I definitely think that that's possible. Um, You know, I had this lemon of a situation, and I tried to get every lesson from it that I could. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think when we can put ourselves in that position of saying, okay, what were all the lessons that I learned from this situation? What were all the skills that I gained, what were all the insights that I gained, you know, trying to get everything out of it, then you're you're less mad that it happened because you see 
everything that you have gained and all that you have, uh, you know, the, the growth that you have, um, that you have gained and you're like, okay, I wish that this didn't happen, but I'm very grateful for all of this that I have gained from it. Because mm-hmm. there's so many situations in our lives that we have no control over them happening, right? Sometimes bad things happen, and it's not because we did anything. It just happened. And we can take those situations, and we can learn from them. We can expand. We can grow. We can become stronger um, and, and better people from those experiences. And I think that 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 it kind of brings you to a crossroads of are you going to let it build you or are you going to let it bury you? Mm-hmm. And and all of us have those decisions to make sometimes on a regular basis. And um, yep, every so day. I think every you, day we have choices. Yeah. So I think that if you are in an attitude of compassion for yourself, those decisions might be easier to make because you're not going to be dragging yourself down as well as the situation. You're going to be having compassion for yourself. You're going to be seeing your innocence, and you're going to be having compassion for others and seeing their innocence. And then it's going to be easier to build instead of allow yourself to be buried. Yeah, and I mean you can take responsibility just like you said, you learned that you had that you were partially responsible for for the, you know, the relationship or the the thing that happened to you that was really difficult and I think when you have compassion and you take responsibility, it leads to action. When you don't have compassion and you're beating yourself up, then it usually leads to a, you know, a self-destructive behavior which is like retreating, ignoring not facing the problem and doing anything about it. And when you take responsibility mm-hmm. and you say, I can move forward, I I know I can work on this, I'll do the best I can, you can oftentimes really make progress in, the, you know, whatever the situation might be, and you can move forward. So having uh-huh. compassion, e- even when you're moving forward in a very difficult situation, you're going to a proactive behaviors not self-destructive behaviors, because you're going to have, like you said, you're moving forth with fate. You're moving forward with the concept and the and the realization that you're going to learn from this. You won't make that mistake again. You'll then the next time you'll be you'll have better uh, make better choices. And that attitude is very different from then. Oh my gosh, I did that. How stupid I am. I really blew it. Blah blah blah. You know. And and then I I'm just going to go to bed. I'm not even going to get out of bed for three weeks or whatever. You know the self-destructive mm-hmm. behaviors that allow us then to just kind of simmer in the, in the destruction rather than to break forth and do something and take personal responsibility, which is a part of compassion. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a, a real life changer, you know, and, and it's just the way when we can become compassionate rather than negative and self-destructive and that's for ourselves and for others then we can move mm-hmm. forward and take personal responsibility for our, our choices and our actions. Yes. Yeah. I love everything you just said. We are completely out of time, but I think that the discussion tonight has been very rich, and I'm excited for 
um, compassion and talking about compassion this whole month and to really expand upon the conversation we're having tonight. We thank you listeners for being here with us. We invite you to come back again. And until next time, everyone, be fearless. Be fearless. Have compassion for yourself. Good night.